You are listening to the Salvation Army Disaster Radio, covering all things related to emergency management, disaster services, and the Salvation Army. Jeff, today we are discussing the planning function in our ICS Hendecagon series. And I have to be honest, I respect planners, but in disasters, I think you just need to be flexible and go with the flow. John Lennon said, life is what happens to you while you're busy making plans. Yeah, well, here's a better quote. He who fails to plan, plans to fail. Carpe diem, seize the it day. It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. It pays to plan. All right, I refuse to enter into a quote war with you. So <laughs> why don't win. you just tell us what the book definition of planning is? Okay. Planning is defining where you want to go. Within the disaster operation, the planning chief is responsible for the collection and evaluation of information related to the disaster operation and interpreting that data so that the incident commander can make informed decisions about the overall direction of the operation. He should be able to develop an accurate picture of the current situation, predict the probable course of incident events, and prepare alternative strategies as contingencies. And let's clarify that planning is different from operations. Planning is strategic and operations is tactical. Planning facilitates the decision of where to go and what to do, and then operations figures out practically how to get there. Absolutely. And let's look at a typical day for the planning chief. Really, there are three main responsibilities. Number one, the planning chief has to develop what we call an incident action plan. More on that later. Number two, they have to update situational status boards. And number three, they have to help the incident commander run those all-important daily briefings. In regards to that incident action plan, this is where the daily objectives are recorded that in turn lead to your overall goals. Well, here's a scenario for everyone. The planning chief and incident commander come to a conclusion that they need to open a warehouse for the response. So that's the goal for the operation as a whole. So now you've got to define daily objectives that help you reach that overall goal. First, you may need to establish what your budget is, and then you begin looking at spaces. You find the space you need to agree upon and sign the lease. And then next, you'll order resources, begin shipping them to the warehouse. Finally, once you've received the resources, you can begin using them to assist in the response. Yeah, we call that process that you just went through management by objectives. And that's one of those ICS management characteristics we mentioned on our first podcast. I like to look at objectives as baby steps towards a larger goal. And when they really become cool, at least to me, is when you start writing them down and the piece of paper you put them on is called an incident action plan. And it basically serves as a roadmap so you can measure, are we moving further towards our goal? How are we making progress towards achieving um, our ultimate uh, uh, goal that we, want to, that we want to occur? So every one of those baby steps that we took towards getting that warehouse takes us further down that path towards actually opening the doors. Now, second on the planning chief's to-do list is to create and maintain situation boards. These boards are visual representations of what's going on within the operation. You may have one board where you can see all of the press releases that have gone out, and another board may have a map showing where all of your field kitchens and canteens are deployed. And then maybe a third board may include all of the phone numbers for the command. The planning chief is the one who keeps these boards maintained and accurate. And gives everybody a quick visual idea of what's going on in the incident command structure. Let's look at the third responsibility of the planning chief. Um, And that's the responsibility of helping the incident commander run those all-important daily briefings. Now, good incident commanders conduct these regularly. 
uh, sometimes uh, in the morning before everybody starts their day. And if it's a busy disaster, you might want to have another briefing in the afternoon at the very end of the day to see where everybody's been. In every one of those meetings, the planning chief needs to be sitting at the right hand of the incident commander because as the section chiefs start giving their reports, the planning chief should be writing down what they're saying. And in particular, the planning chief wants to make sure not just what are we doing today, but what do you anticipate happening tomorrow? Mr. Operations Chief, if you've sent out five canteens today and they've served 100 meals and you're going to up that number tomorrow to six canteens, the planning chief wants to write that down because at tomorrow's incident command staff briefing, he wants to say, Mr. Operations Chief, you said there would be six canteens today. Why are you telling me only four went out? Yeah, and I think I should add to that that the planning function isn't just for the beginning phases of response. The planning chief should be constantly analyzing, changing data to look for gaps in service and see where the Army can play a role, not only in response, but down the road in the recovery phase as well. Yeah, and we talked about recovery uh, being critically important uh, to get that process started early. And let's take a good example of that. You know, all disasters run on a finite amount of money. And if you fail to plan, you might end up spending all your money up front. Well, then you have nothing left later on when the more expensive projects are going to take place, for example, like rebuilding homes. So having the planning function operating early, you might be able to budget out a longer-term um, uh, sequence so that you do have money for those long-term recovery projects at the end. And second to that, when the operation does begin to demobilize, it's the planning chief who can help set strategy for that as well, not just ramping up, but scaling back. If you've been doing a feeding site for two weeks or two months, you can't just shut down without giving people notice that you're going away. You need to give them 24 hours notice. Let them know maybe where else they can get food in town. Same thing with the distribution center. If you're going to shut down, if you're going to ramp back, give your clients notice. Give those survivors notice so they don't come and the next day and show up and you're not there. Yeah, the worst thing a Salvation Army can do to a community after you've served for all this time and done such great work is suddenly be like, oh, we're closing tomorrow, and you disappear like a thief in the night. Everything's closed up, banged up, and gone. You want that process to be deliberate, and the planning chief can also help transition what's left over back to the Salvation Army that's in that community, the local core, so that they're not overwhelmed with hey, the disaster operation is gone, now I'm showing up at the doorstep of the Corps looking for assistance, the planning chief makes make sure that that Corps is ready to receive the surplus work that's still left over. Well, unfortunately, such an important role is this role of the planning chief, and it is the role that we deploy the least in the Army. When personnel resources are tight, planning is either the last to get deployed, or if that person is deployed, they're quickly moved into another role to assist with service delivery. So unfortunately, one of our overall largest disaster pitfalls of it as an organization is that we don't plan forward well at all. We find ourselves behind far too much, and I think that is in direct correlation with our not putting enough emphasis on the planning function and deploying planning chiefs. Yeah, and that's, we always talk about at the end of these podcasts, the biggest trap, and the trap is this. You know, when you've got all this stuff going on today, canteens going out, warehouses opening, new personnel coming in, it's easy not to place or, or to fall on the temptation of, I don't really need a planning chief today. I have too many problems today 
let somebody else worry about tomorrow when it comes. And you pull the planning chief off that planning function to have him pitch in where there's kind of a gap today. Um, you got to resist the temptation of doing that. You do need them looking forward so that you're ready for when tomorrow comes. Yeah, and, I, and that's exactly what we've done here with the ICS and Techagon. At the beginning, we planned for all stages, and now after this, we're only two more away from completing the Hendecagon. Right, which is a good segue for another great, great quote that I found earlier. Uh, do I have your permission to use a quote because you didn't want to get in that battle yes, scenario? Yes, go ahead, Mr. Okay. Quote King. <laughs> Here it goes. Planning is bringing the future into the present so that you can do something about it right now. Exactly. Thank you for listening to Disaster Radio. We welcome your questions or comments. Send us an email at disasterradio at uss.salvationarmy.org. And remember, it's easy to support the Salvation Army. To donate time, money, or materials, go to www.salvationarmyusa.org or simply call 1-800-SAL-ARMY.